The Naked Vocalist is proudly sponsored by Vocalize You, the world's most comprehensive home study program for vocalists. Over 200,000 singers have experienced more range, more power, and more vocal freedom with Vocalize You. Download your copy from vocalizeyou.com now. Episode. Ooh. Episode uh, 27. Oof. Uh, and that accent there was in honour of our musician, Horrible. singer, uh, Darcy Callis from Australia. Here he is. Girl, you're sweet and wild and innocent. Nothing in that book of yours is written yet. And everybody here wants to write the first line. Because every guy wants to be a girl's first time. But don't be fooled by all their charm Oh, I know it seems like they mean no harm But inside them hides a desperation So they'll try to steal your love without hesitation Beautiful girl, your love's just begun so there he goes. <laughs> they always go somewhere, don't they? Yeah, I don't know where they go. Funny little fellas. Yeah. Cheeky monkeys. <laughs> but yeah, go and check him out. Darcy Callis, he is on YouTube. Um, and he's very talented. Yes. All the way down there in Australia. He was quite a highlight at LA last year at the VU camp, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I just remember, he, just, he, just, he did stick out. Um, and people like that will. Just ultra talented, really creative, really friendly. Yeah, really yeah, nice guy. guy. Yep. And there's just there's just something about like soulful jazz, um, like a guy or a girl with a piano. Just love the stripped back stuff, and that is his vibe. You know, Gregory Porter is a, someone who's similar. I just love it. So yeah, go and check him out. Bright future ahead, I'm sure. Indeed. Yeah. Um, we have John Henny today. What a ledge, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's a cracking guy. We've known him for years now. Big fella, isn't yeah, he? Had some laughs. <laughs> he, tell you what, John, he likes a vowel, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he also likes a good whiskey. Does he? Yeah, he doesn't mind a good whiskey. Mm. Uh, and he's about six foot seven. As you can probably tell from his voice, he sounds, you know, resonant. Uh, so f- this show is to give it a, the lowdown so you can decide whether you just flick on to the next episode or not. Uh, which you won't, by the way. <laughs> All back, <laughs> whatever you want. Um, this is about, uh, it's about vowel modification. John has a, uh, has refined a method of, um, uh, of singing high notes, essentially, uh, using specific vowel modifications that help you to uh, balance on high pitches and he's really good at communicating it and he's great at helping you understand A, why you need to do it and B, how to do it. Yeah, because anybody that doesn't know the word vowel modification c- could just make somebody flick, flick on straight away. Oh, yeah, you're yawning. Yeah. And you said it. Yeah. So. Vowel modification, what does it mean? It basically means that when we make noises we are shaping our throat and mouth in a certain way and however we shape that situation will dictate how it feels to sing and also what it sounds like. How good it is. Yeah. Because in a, in, a, in, a, in a mouse's heartbeat, I can go, ah, 
ooh, and that's just by changing the vowel. And is the mouse's heartbeat just to signify? Just how quick it was. How quick is yeah, that quicker than a normal heartbeat? I would have thought so, isn't it? Is it? Because yeah. What about a fly? Good point. Does it have a heart? Probably not. Don't think so. No, the amount that flies around annoying, annoying. Yeah, don't give a crap about it. Honestly, anything. I was thinking that yesterday, actually. I sat here, well, I sat here, actually, yeah, and uh, for some reason, it's that time of year, isn't it, and the, win- the windows are open, sunshine out, and you just get this buzzing all around. It's like, do I just slam it with a cushion? <laughs> or do I or do I just gently encourage out of the window? Get a cat. That's what I did. Quite a quite a step that isn't it? Honestly, if a blue bottle comes in the house, Drew has a lovely time. Really? Yeah, he does this funny little. He makes a noise a bit like a dolphin. Uh, but Drew is a, is a funny thing. Well, he's a house cat, so yeah. he's gone slowly insane. That's my girlfriend's <laughs> fault. And, uh, <laughs> but so when odd. when he when he sees a spider or a fly, I mean, I hate spiders in the house and subsequently flies, but. I just think if Drew eats it, then I have actually let nature take its course. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I haven't hoovered up the spider. Mm. It has been a good bit of nutrition for uh, my uh, ragdoll. That's a good point. You know what I mean? So, yeah. conscience clean. Move on. Happiness. <laughs> but vowel modification <laughs> is just that. It is happiness. Happiness. <laughs> when, it's, when it's done right. So, that's John Henny in a nutshell. Anything else you want to add today? <laughs> I think we just, just stop, really. <laughs> All right, see you later. Cheers. <laughs> Hi, John Henny. Hello, Steve. We have you on the line to talk about some fabulous singing stuff. But first up, Chris is just going to um, talk about your past, present and probably future, if that's okay with you. Just, just leave out the the arrest record. Yeah, <laughs> and the future is that because this is a career defining moment for John Henny to exactly. be on this podcast. Exactly. Um, now, John, I have to remember because we all know each other from the days past when Steve and I were training as singing teachers, and you were a master teacher with speech level singing organisation, and you were. Um, showing us the ropes, so to speak. But from those times, I remember you started out life as a drummer. I did. Isn't that crazy? There's not even any pitches in a drum. No, there's not. But but as a drummer, you do get to hang out with musicians. Yes. And is that is that how it kind of snowballed for you then? Uh, yeah. Well, basically... What happened was I was uh, gigging a lot on drums. I was actually making my living uh, playing drums as a, as a young man. And I realized if I could sing, that would help me get more work. And so a roommate of mine uh, set, came home one day and said, hey, I've started voice lessons with this guy. And I said, who is he? And he goes, well, he trains under Stevie Wonder's vocal coach. And I went, well, that's good enough for me. Didn't need to know anymore. <laughs> there we and were. Yeah, and that just launched my whole, uh, in about, I don't know how long it was, maybe a year to two years time, I moved from the drums to being in the front of the band and singing. Excellent. And when you say yeah. work, most people say, I think I need to learn how to sing so I can get more chicks. Was that not what you were thinking? <laughs> Well, why do you get music in the first place? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so work, uh, air quotes. Uh, yes. So you, you ended up in the front of the band, and then presumably your 
love affair, so to speak, with uh, speech level singing began from then. Yeah, I, uh, what started to happen um, is as I, as I uh, performed with other singers and still sometimes as a drummer backing up uh, other singers, if they had problems, I would occasionally give suggestions and they'd say, wow, that actually works. What's going on here? And I began to kind of casually uh, teach um, acquaintances um, and people I was working with. And kind of, and actually what really happened was I ended up getting um, an independent record deal. And so all my rock star dreams were going to come true until they didn't, until the, the deal fell apart with, with in-band squabbling and the whole thing. And at the time I got offered another deal to, as a drummer to go on tour. And I remember thinking, man, I don't want to live in a van with you guys. And I kind of looked and said, you know, I think I might do this teaching thing. Wow. And I started to do it uh, full time. That's it. And it really took off, obviously, because then you became over time a master teacher with SLS. You traveled the world. Um, but since then, what, what have you done since SLS? You, you kind of got your own brand of singing now. And, and what kind of clients do you work with also? Uh, you know, I work with clients from all levels. I, I have uh, two studios, actually. I've, I've got one a little more in the L.A. suburbs where I have teachers under me. It's, it's a music academy, and we teach everything from singing to piano, guitar, violin, drums, even DJ lessons. And um, that, that's a lot of fun for me because I, I do like to have my, uh, to do more than just sing um, as a musician. Then I've got a studio in uh, the Studio City area, which is uh, very close to, um, if people don't know, uh, Universal Studios, um, that kind of area. And I work with more professional uh, singers there, everyone from uh, kids on Nickelodeon shows to working actors to um, even sports casters, uh, some celebrities. So, and yeah. You, and you have a, a special passion for working with teachers. That I do. That That's something that I've, I've actually kept going. Um, and... You know, you, you mentioned I traveled the world and being uh, six foot seven, flying's not my favorite thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't go first class every time. In fact, any time. No, no, it was <laughs> not, I mean, unless teachers want to pay me, you know, $700 an hour to train them. Which is <laughs> awesome. So you, in order to keep the rates reasonable, yeah, you, you can't travel first class. And so I would rather than enduring the misery and and the airline food i've actually started to um take a lot of my uh lectures and trainings and put them on video great and so people can access those excellent and we can talk about where people can find those later on because um obviously we've had a sneaky peek of those things and uh, yes and we want to talk about that um <clears throat> a bit later on so but you are known as the vowel man i yeah i very quickly began to figure out, it used to drive me crazy. I'll rewind. It, it drove me crazy. And I remember um, sitting, trying to hit notes and thinking to myself, why can I not hit an E, an O, or an O vowel, but I can sing a uh, or even ah. Uh. And 
in my mind, I'm going, wait a minute, my chords are doing the exact same thing. I'm adjusting my, my vocal chords for the pitch. I'm sending air to them. I'm getting the pitch. And yet when I try and go from an, an ah to an E, everything collapses and it just drove me crazy. So I started to look into what was going on and was led to the works of people like uh, Dr. Donald Miller, um, Dr. Hubert Noah, um, Ingo Tietze, um, all these brilliant people who have studied the acoustics of the voice. And then I found, okay, uh, this, this is taking me a long time to even begin to understand it. I just had to read things over and over and over. And so I figured out, how can I explain this in a way that other teachers can understand? And I really tussled and wrestled with that and, and, and coming up with ways to simplify it. And in some ways, maybe oversimplify it. I've, I've had a couple of voice scientists say, well, that's maybe a little too simple. But uh, I did a, a lecture, uh, The Science of Vocal Bridges, where I, I really um, tried to explain what exactly is happening with vowels and why they are so so important in the singing process. Yeah, and you said about oversimplification there, John. The I, we attended a workshop with you last summer in in Hollywood, and um, uh, and I remember you saying there that if you and I've I've actually quoted you on many many occasions within some of our own workshops, and uh -oh. uh, <laughs> and the words were if I had to write a book about singing, it would have one page <laughs> and one yeah. word, which is the the word uh. And yes. uh, has that book expanded at all since then? <laughs> Maybe just an index. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I've, I've come out with the, the, uh, the hardback version um, with gold lettering, but it's still just one page. And if you hear anyone saying, ah, oh, do you just smack them over the head with the book? I do, I do, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming up with a pop-up uh, version of the book, <laughs> but it's still just one word. Excellent. Um, so we've decided to coin the phrase, or you did rather, um, of the quickest way to improve your singing. Yeah. Which is definitely going to be a bit and, of a, I, a grabber. Yeah. And I know, I know it sounds like hype, but um, I will tell you that this, this one change in your singing, I have used it for people uh, – and gotten really fast results when they have no time. I remember specifically, I got a call from someone I'd never worked with and she had an audition in front of the judges for American Idol the next day. So there was very little I could do with her. She came in, she could only afford a half hour. Bloody and, singers leaving it late. That's yeah. what oh, they always do. Yep, yep, yeah. You know, I, 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 I tell people, if you were an actor and you had to do a scene where you take your shirt off, would you wait till the day before to start doing sit-ups? <laughs> no, just right. go for liposuction, to be fair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, or uh, body double. Anyway, um, and so she was, she was straining in that, that middle area of the voice that singers know oh so well when they, they feel like, uh-oh, I've either got to yell this note or it's going to fall apart. I don't know what to do. So what I had her do is basically take an uh and pronounce everything as if there was an uh under it, kind of, you know, like I just took a punch to the head. And she went in and uh, not only did she get through, but as luck has it, the guest judge that day was Katy Perry. And she ended up going on tour with Katy Perry as her backup singer for well over a year. Wow. Um, yeah. 
which, which was amazing because she'd only just moved to LA as well and, and fell into that very quickly. But she said, she, all she thought when I walked in that room, all I thought was, uh, uh, uh. Right. And so that, that, what that does acoustically, and you can, you can actually feel it if everybody goes ahead and places their finger on that, that bump there in their neck. Um, it's an Adam's apple and a guy. And that's basically cartilage that's protecting your vocal cords. And as it moves up, and as you talk, you'll feel it move up and down. And it, as it moves up, what it effectively does is it makes the, this tube that goes from the, your vocal cords to your mouth, that's your resonator tube, makes it a little smaller. And when it drops, it makes it a little um, larger or longer. And what uh does, and you can feel it if you say ah, uh, ah, uh. Ah, uh. Thank you very much. On cue. And what that does is it, it, it drops the larynx and keeps that tube a little longer because what happens is as we sing higher, our nervous system kicks in and goes for what is familiar. And what is familiar to all of us is shouting and yelling. That's a hardwired survival mechanism. And so the, the, the urge or what they will actually call the call of the voice will start to come in and people will start to yell. That's where the difficulties come in. And by putting that uh under it, you instantly break that acoustic relationship um, between the sound wave and your resonating tube that's now giving you trouble. And the larynx will drop down and you'll pop into a better acoustic relationship and those notes will instantly become easier right okay so can you uh can you give us slightly more examples of speaking with uh under your voice yeah I'll, well i'll tell you what i have people do because <clears throat> um, let's go back to I, I talked about the ooh and the evals and and i was having trouble with those what essentially happens is when you say ooh, your lips are very rounded and very closed. And what that does, let, let's think of, of your, your throat and your mouth as little um, amplifiers, if you will. Okay, that, this is one of the terms I was told was oversimplification, but it works for me. So they're little amplifiers. They're taking the sound wave, this little sound wave that comes from the vocal cords that actually sounds like a sick duck before it's resonated in these spaces. It sounds like eh. And um, so basically, what you're saying there, John, just to clarify, is if you didn't have a head or neck correct. and air was blown through the cords, it would sound like a duck. Yes. Right. You'd have other issues as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't eat anymore. Probably couldn't get a job. Yeah. <laughs> you certainly couldn't get a driver's license. <laughs> so Ask yes, and you can see yeah. you can see some of that stuff online, can't you? Where they've um. Uh, where they've taken those tubes. They did it in San Francisco. Do you know the thing I mean? Yeah. It's that study where they took the glass tubes and they separated them. Yes. Um, and, yeah. And they just sent a duck quack in. Yep. Yeah. It's a, they took a duck call, that little thing you, you blow into. And by changing the size and shape of these, <clears throat> of these glass tubes, they actually got vowels out of it. Yes. Yeah. And um, so, so vowels, the reason that we have vowels is we're able to change the size and shape of these resonators. Now, going back to the ooh vowel, what happens is um, as, as the sound wave goes through this, this filter of these two spaces, when we round our lips, what it does is it pulls all the higher parts of the sound wave down. It's like if you, um, those old uh, boom boxes that had the little EQ in the middle, or, or you hear DJs do this all the time. They're playing the music and then they'll pull off all the, the, the filter and they pull off all the high sounds. The music goes, and then they, 
and pull it back up. I like it. Yeah, that's that's my deep, that's my beatbox skills. And as they pull that down, you're essentially doing that with your um, with your resonator. And when you pull all those high frequencies out, you actually diminish the amount of energy in the note. That's why it's very easy to flip on an uval. And, and an E does the same. Your tongue moves forward and it makes the mouth resonator very small and you get the, the, the same kind of um, effect. Um, essentially, if you listen to yodelers, that's why they go, yodelay. They, they, they go up on the E. They don't go yodelay ah because it wouldn't flip. Yes, indeed. So, uh, what I found in my struggle to sing ooh and evals is that I actually had to pull them more towards an uh. And people go, well, wait a minute, uh is not ooh or e. But when you're singing in those transitions, uh, you have to remember, not only have you um, gone far out of where we speak and where language is in terms of pitch. Um, so the relationship of the sound wave, the sound wave is very different now. It's vibrating much more quickly. And the structure of the sound wave has changed. So we have to change our resonators alignment with the sound wave. It kind of goes into kooky acoustics and, and math and such. But just know that when you're singing that, that higher notes, everything has changed. And so the vowel must change. The resonators much, must change. Mm, that's, a, that's a brilliant line there, John. I'm just going to try and rewind and, and see if I can grab yeah. that out of the, out of the history of your, your speaking there. And that was the resonators have to align with the did you use harmonics or did you use another, uh, with sound waves? I just, I just sound, sound wave. Yeah. So for those for those of, of those uh, you listeners that understand what harmonics are, basically, in any musical pitch, it's there are many pitches within that, and we hear the lowest one as the pitch itself, and then the rest of them as color. And that's one of the reasons why a flute sounds different than a violin sounds different from the voice is the way these 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 color harmonics uh, come out. And so when you sing higher, the, the, the distance between these harmonics increases and it increases quite a bit. That's why in speech, uh, we can have all different types of sounds and you can hear my American accent. Even when I say accent, it's this horribly wide, ugly sound. Uh, but I'm able to do that. I could not do that on a higher pitch. Um, if, if, I, if I said, if I pronounced accent um, when I tried to sing, it would instantly jam up. So, uh, so what I have to do is I have to realign my resonators to the new math of the pitch, if that makes sense. That's a great, yeah, way, to, great way to explain it. And, and I, know, I know maybe some singers out there will be going, math? What the hell? It's um, all math. And it's math. Isn't it? Everything's math. Um, but uh, I think, you know, and opera singers, they might not be thinking about it mathematically, but certainly they are digging very, very deep into vowels, aren't they? And if you, if you get to a certain level as a singer, it's almost like you can't not address the science of it to improve, can you? That's right. I, I always describe it as, look, if you're riding a bike 
and you're coming to an intersection, you want to make a right turn and you see a car. Well, no, I can't use right turn because for you, it'd be a left turn. So <laughs> it's already a mess. Anyway, <laughs> you want to make a turn in one direction and there's a car coming. You're actually doing a lot of physics. Um, you're, you're, you're calculating your speed, the distance and speed of the car, how much you need to adjust your body. But you don't, if you start trying to do math equations, you're going to end up crashing. What you do is you just assimilate it into your body and you get the feel of it. And that's what you're ultimately going to do uh, with these vowels and resonances. It may be a little um, disorienting at first, and you may feel that the that the language is changing a little bit, but it actually doesn't. You, you need to make these adjustments to keep um, the, the vowel sounds pure. And you'll also notice uh, when we sing, uh, we tend to lose accents. Uh, we, we, we tend to sound the same. That's because as we sing and especially higher, the, the, the uh, range of vowel sounds available begin to shrink down. So if you're going to do a, a uh, Lily Allen type of song where you really want to keep the accent, you don't do that very high. Yes, mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Because, because there's a wider range of vowel sounds available. Would you say, arguably there, John, the people that maybe do hold, try and hold on to the vowel sounds to have a distinctive pop sound are often or often not the people that may run into vocal issues earlier than, than others? Yeah. I mean, when you're singing contemporary music, you're already giving your chords a workout. So it, it, you're just now piling on stress onto the chords. What the chords are going to do is the little cells within there are going to become stressed and they're going to emit proteins as like a buffer, as like a little shield against this slamming. And that swells your vocal cords. Now you're stuck because your vocal cords are thicker. That's like having a thicker string on a guitar. It takes more tension to get them to pitch. And so you're going to have to work harder and then you're probably going to slam them together even more. And then the cells are going to get fed up and they're going to start to callous and you're going to start to get nodules. And then those nodules are going to rub together and they're going to start to cause bleeding or hemorrhaging. And then you're not going to be singing for a while. Well, what a joke. That well, that's great. I mean, between you and Rena Gupta, you have put the willies up our singers. <laughs> and that's it. And that, I don't know what I just said there. That's why I got in music in the first place. <laughs> anyway, God, what did I even say? Uh, so, I, don't, so, was, I don't think it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I think we're going to have people writing in about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. can you can you take us back to that e, those e's, those oos, and those o's? Like, yes, if, if yes. somebody's going to combine the up vowel with those, how would they sound? Yeah. So basically, what we want to do is is actually when you're making a vowel, it's a combination of two resonances, essentially. There's a resonance boost that happens in your throat from, from your vocal cords to the back of the tongue. And then there's a secondary resonance boost that happens in the mouth. The way we position the, the throat resonator gives us the brightness or darkness of the vowel. That's what makes ah brighter than uh or uh. The, the lips and tongue and jaw give us the perception of the vowel itself, the difference between um, ooh and e. Now, I can make a bright ooh and e, ooh, e, or a dark ooh and e, ooh, e. So my mouth stayed the same, but my, my larynx shifted. What we want to do when we're singing higher is we have to combat the body's natural urge to raise that larynx and to shout. And there, there's acoustic reasons for this. You're, 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 you're changing the math a bit in your favor. 
And so the, a good way to practice this is let's say I'm trying to sing um, an, an O-Val, because O's were particularly tricky for me, and I'm going, oh, oh, I can't get it to stay. If I sing an uh, oh, I can find the O from the uh. That's about as good as I'm going to do at 8 a.m. here in the States. Uh, yeah, fair enough on that one. But, it, but I, I basically, I keep the uh, and then I move my lips just enough until I get the O. And, and the same thing with the E. If I, if I hold an uh, and then I slowly move to the E, if I go, I've gone too far. And so if you, if you start with that uh, um, and for some people, if that still pulls and strains, um, a really good vowel, it's, it's not in every language or dialect, is the way Americans say book, uh. That uh really has a, 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 a good laryngeal position. And you can use that as a starting point to then sneak into your other vowels. But if you need to fix something quickly, just say a, an uh, and then just talk over it. Say the words of the song over that uh. I will always love you. And then it's try maintaining that and, and then go into the song. I mean, one of the, one of the killer words for singers, because it, it, people are self-centered, so they write songs about themselves, is the word I. That, that ah in, in, in that vowel combination of ah and e is, is usually how choruses start. And choruses are usually higher than verses for dramatic effect. And so they go right into that transition. You know, how, how many times do female singers have to sing that C above middle C in pop music? It's, it's all the time. And if you don't modify that ah of I towards uh, I, you're, you're just going to have a whole lot of trouble on that note. Mm, and I will always love you would be a good one to maybe try that on, do you think? That would be a good one. I, I, I like it because the, the word and die, you, you get that that uh, that indeed as a launching point rather than just starting with the pure word I. Yeah. And and I have people practice uh, worked at by singing and duh, D-U-H. And don't even worry about the, the E. Sometimes I'll sneak in a different word. I'll have them sing and dumb or and dug. And they, they sing that a few times, and then I have them mentally still sing the word Doug, but stick an E at the end instead of the G sound. Yeah, and we've got a few examples of that, haven't we, Steve? Because uh, obviously having watched you teach um, several times, John, uh, there's one that sticks in my mind. And I, know, I know there's one that sticks in oh, Steve's. No. So, yeah, there was I, I a, if I was a boy. Oh, if I were a bug, yes. Yeah, if I were a because you know what, this is this has been a um, quite quite a I guess a entertaining point for Chris and I for, for many years since that day because you had just got off a flight and you not the fact you were ill but you were you were sick that that day or that trip to the UK. Oh, uh, I had I, I could barely talk. I remember that. Yeah, and so your vowels were very interesting on that day. <laughs> <laughs> your voice was so rough and you would say bug like that and then there was just the way was it just the way you nut just the way you nut yeah, that was it. yeah. it was no, extremely that, entertaining that, that, was, that was actually where was I lecturing it was some prestigious hall in in London where where great philosophers have have given forth their ideas probably yeah, yeah. and someone was singing you light up my life and the word was 
fill my nights with song. <laughs> and I did vowel modifications and had them sing, feel my nuts. <laughs> Not thinking. And 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 as it as it left my mouth in slow motion, I could just feel myself go, no. <laughs> and there's another uh with an O on the top. There was an uh. Yes. I was because the person was going night, so I was trying to get the uh. So he, and the first word I thought of was nuts. And I really didn't string the sentence together to see how <laughs> and what was great is everyone froze for a second and then fell apart. It was just bedlam. So he here you are, John. Here's a big one for the king of the uh. Um, yes. What do you do? Because it's happened, and if we don't say the word, it's fine on this podcast. Um, with the word "can't," yeah. <laughs> what well, do you do with that? Because it comes up. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing: we say "can't," and "a" goes to "a," so it's "can't." Oh, right. Kent, okay. yeah. it's like Clark Kent. But we, uh, we have no other choice though in England, do we? Yeah, yeah. It's a tricky one. Just say, I just say, sing like an American, and we can probably get over this. <laughs> <laughs> I just so what's the because there's there's two ways you can describe this one of which I've coined and one of which you've coined right so ha, if you were going to describe this type of singing how would you describe it the, uh, I have I I have des- described it as uh, zombie level singing um, and hence you are talking like a dead a zo- yeah you you so you know um, fill my nights with song. And if you if you speak it through a few times like that and, and keep that feeling, trust me, when you get up there into your transition area and you're belting, it won't sound like a zombie. It no. may feel a little weird to you. But it's but only when you're down in speech, obviously, the, there the acoustics you don't do it. change yeah. it. Exactly. Now, where we're talking about these vowels in the uh, this is for as you're leaving your chest voice into your transition, um, singers, listeners may know that as the break. And it really applies to the break and beyond. Um, excuse me. Uh, on lower notes, especially in the very uh, bottom end of your voice, you're going to go the other way and you're going to kind of put um, ah or even ah under everything. And that's slightly brighter. That's brighter because uh, the ma- Math of that is you need to keep more high frequencies in the lower sound, and it will very, very quickly go go dull. Mm. You know, if I was going to sing it low and I went, and I, I have to give that, and I. Mm. And do you find that as well? The way singers view their voices is that <clears throat> way of singing and that adjustment of the acoustic spaces is actually um, the opposite exactly of what people do, because as they go deep, yes. they're often... Deepening more for low, yeah. right? The <laughs> Chin down. Follow. Yeah, the, la- the the position of the larynx tends to follow pitch, and what we're doing is we're we're trying to basically um, stabilize the larynx, so to speak. I mean, the larynx will move; it, it it needs to move for different vowel sounds and colors, but we we want to control that amount, and the best way to control that is through the vowels, and so we can offset the lar- offset the larynx's tendency to go too low um, on the low notes by keeping it brighter and we can offset the tendency to rise by sticking that uh underneath it as we go higher. There it is. And that's something to try for everyone. And I just feel like we've, we've probably got there a little bit more to put in your book. I think we're concerned about the book. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I, think, uh, I think we're concerned it's, that it's, people might not buy it for a one page. Yeah. Well, it's at the proofreaders now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm definitely sticking bug and nut, if you could... 
bug and nut. I'll call it the bug nutty singing method. <laughs> oh, and, and earlier on, like you know, you could you did a no. It's like Sylvester Stallone in slow motion. Yes, uh, trying to stop stop a Ming vase from smashing. <laughs> and on that note, and, yeah, sorry about that. I don't know where I was. I think that was Rocky Seven interior decorator. <laughs> So, John, tell us a bit more about what you've got going on. Now, we have had a sneaky pick, uh, sneaky look around yes. your um, uh, voice teacher bootcamp. Yes. Dot com, yes. Um, which is a, a website that uh, singing teachers and voice coaches and professionals um, can uh, obtain a whole bunch of education in video form um, to embellish what they're doing from a business level to um teaching students uh, a part of it i particularly like is the is the singing lesson vault okay yeah um, where you can actually listen to um uh, recorded singing lessons with certain types of singers and then with your commentary over the top about what you might do or what you like to what how you would approach that sort of voice i think that's very valuable yeah the piano training oh. for me is, i mean that's that's a that's a that's a lesson in itself the piano training yeah I, well a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are voice teachers out there who um, don't really play piano at all and even have recorded the scales. And, and I've got a whole um, course within the website that will take you from not being able to play at all to being able to um, accompany your students. You know, the idea behind it, there are, there are uh, great organizations out there uh, that can train people to be voice teachers. Uh, this is this is not the only option, but the, the reason I created this is um, for some people, that option is a little more difficult. It's, it's maybe a little more pricey or they can't travel for some of the training. Um, and so I wanted to basically take what I was doing in my all my teacher training and, and put it all on uh, video lectures where people can study at their own pace and at home. So um, if you happen to be awake at three in the morning and want to learn about formants and harmonics, you can. Great. And is this for, I mean, is this for all voice teachers, John? Or is there... it? It's, it's focused primarily on contemporary. Um, you know, classical singing, I love, I love classical singing. Uh, for female singers, it, for men, it's a little different for female singers. It's very different, and and I'm focusing on uh, contemporary singing. Uh, that's most of my practice. I have worked with opera singers um, who've sung with LA Opera, etc. But uh, most of my focus is in contemporary, and it's so tricky for female singers that have been forced to maybe train classically at university, and that's not what they want to do. And then they do not know how to to teach or sing contemporary. And they get their, their self into all kinds of vocal trouble. Right. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. And so you have been kind enough as well to uh, offer us um, or our listeners at The Naked Vocalist um, a huge discount on the first uh, two weeks of the subscription um, to take a look around and see if they like it. Can you tell us yeah. a bit more about that? Yeah. So what you can do, um, there's going to be a link uh it's going to be voiceteacherbootcamp.com forward slash naked vocalist. And that will take you to a special link where you can get, um, you can sign up and get uh, two weeks of the bootcamp for a dollar. 
And and if you like it, then it will uh, bill at the regular rate of $97 a month. And if you don't feel that it's worth it, you can just go ahead and cancel. There's no harm, no foul. And, and in terms of, uh, I, one of the things I'm, I'm most happy with is the, the retention that I've had people that have signed up tend to stay because I'm constantly adding new information. Um, I do uh, webinars just for uh, the teachers. They can submit, like you talked about the lesson vault. You can submit lessons to me and I will break them down and then post them for, for everyone to uh, listen to. And I'll, I'll keep you anonymous if you so wish. It's not to expose anyone, but it's just to go through all the different situations and, and issues that you'll come across as a voice teacher and, and how to approach them quickly and effectively. And like you were saying, we just did a whole um, a pretty extensive course on, on how to market yourself because uh, I, I find a lot of the, the better teachers tend to be a little more humble and dedicated to their craft and, and they're very often losing out in their marketplace to the slightly mediocre teacher who's a, who's a better marketer. And so I want to help change that. Indeed. And as well, you know, for the people that are interested and it becomes so much more relevant now is uh, you've you've got on board uh, Jamie Vendera, who is an extremely well-known um, coach on screaming and distortion. Yes. Uh, and I, I think really for teachers these days, when you look at contemporary styles and, and what people want to do, being able to help someone to scream or distort with less impact to their voice, uh, I think is an extremely valuable tool. Yeah, and, and we, we basically have uh, our first session with Jamie on there already. He's agreed to do uh, an, um, to continue that as well. Uh, one of the things I'm doing with the boot camp, I have not uh, declared myself in any way, shape, or form the final authority on all things voice. So I seek out people who are, are more experts in that area, and, and Jamie is certainly more of an expert in, in extreme style, styles of singing than I am. And so I'm, I'm happy to give him uh, the stage. The, the point is to give people the best information uh, that I feel is possible. Excellent. And that's all you can ask from someone, isn't it? So people go and check it out. Like we said, that link, uh, voiceteacherbootcamp.com forward slash naked vocalist. Um, also on the show notes, uh, there'll be the link um, to John there. But John, if people want to reach out to you uh, and, yes. and speak to you, what, what are your social media channels? Um, they can go to my website, uh, which is John Henny, H E N N Y.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. It's, uh, I think I'm John Henny vocals, or you just look up John Henny vocal studio. I'll show up. Uh, I think I've maybe written two or three tweets. If you want to search those out. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them was about a particularly nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the other, <laughs> the other, the was other a photo two of your dinner. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to go so and now, retweet them, John. I'm going to go and find them and retweet them. <laughs> you know, try and spur you on, John. I think that's what we're going to do. But yeah, uh, yeah. thanks so much for your time. You've Thank been uh, you. wonderfully valuable again for our listeners. So, um, and we hope to speak to you very soon. Yeah, you know what? It's it's always great to, to to talk to both of you. You guys are just a, a a blast to hang out with. You're both fantastic teachers. Um, so if any of your students are listening, uh, consider themselves very lucky. Ah, thanks, John. John, uh, thanks, man. <laughs> hey, we'll speak soon. Take care. Bye bye. Cheers. So. <laughs>
<laughs> I think we need to go to the school of the school of presenting techniques because do you think like Anthony Deck or Jimmy Jimmy Fallon says so <laughs> every time I do it as well. Oh, but that was brilliant John, John is John's so great so please go and visit him johnhenny.com he's got some cracking stuff going on and as well um, uh, in that episode he did um, extend kindly offers to his um, uh, to some of his paid services so if you really want to learn more um, about teaching and um, embellish your own knowledge then uh, go and check it out um, and see if it's for you yeah in the meantime Today, in fact, we've actually just recorded two awesome interviews with two awesome people. And uh, they'll be coming up. Should we... Should we we can disclose. Well, the next, the next person is uh, Brad Lazarus, uh, who will be talking uh, about um, getting more work, actually, as a working musician and how to get yourself out there, um, as he has lots of experience. Then we had... Wendy Parr. Wow. Grammy Award winner. Helped uh, Great Big World get to the, where they are today and if you haven't heard the song Say Something you've been living in a cave <laughs> so uh, that's those guys that she helped get to where they are after nine years of working with them and, and, and numerous other acts she's a phenomenal lady and, and so much to offer that was a great interview and lastly uh, Michael Goodrich who's worked with people like Mike Myers David Hasselhoff I mean I would I would love that guy on my roster yeah. you know on the front page, but Michael Goodrich is uh, is um, very much uh, uh, working around mindset in singers, and both him and Wendy have a similar stance, but actually uh, different approaches. In that, if you do struggle with nerves, if you are having problems with negative self-talk, and you just think you're rubbish, um, then. God, implore you to listen to those podcasts because I'm sure you're going to have a bunch of moments where you just feel better, um, can agree a way forward and just begin to improve and concentrate on the task at hand, mm. which is getting better and expressing yourself and having a good time. Totally. In the meantime, we're going to be gearing up to get over to the States. Yes, we are, which is in two weeks today, uh, which is what we're going... It starts on the 11th of July... Los Angeles, Vocalize You, Artist Intensive. The naked vocalist is going to land and, I was going to say destroy the place. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically. Yeah. What are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to, oh, do you know what? I, I said it last year, but it's, of course, the, the knowledge that we're going to be... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, basically us being there. <laughs> the knowledge that we are going to be there. The knowledge that we're giving to everyone. No, no. <laughs> what we're going to be receiving from Dr. Inga Tietze. Yes. The, the bunch, as we, as we call them, as I just called them. Um, but actually, it's all of that and everything. The bubble and living on a high for a, 10 days, even though the work schedule is relentless. Just walking out the back and going, that was friggin' awesome. Yeah. That feeling is quite a feeling. Um, causes depression after you come back. But um, a, a super high is followed by a super yeah. low. What goes it? up must come down. So, <laughs> what about you? Uh, you know what? What you've said all that stuff already, right? I love the training, but when we go into that canteen, I ruin my diet every time. Yeah, because the cakes. It's the cakes. Like when you go somewhere like that. It's like you go on all-inclusive holiday. You have three course every meal, don't you? 
You have a three-course breakfast. I'll start with fruit. I'll, um, then mm. I'll have some cereal. And then I'll have bacon and eggs. Well, normally you... I mean, I don't, I don't know about you now, especially after your, your bulking season. <laughs> but we... You know, you eat every three hours. You know, every... You know, kind of eat regularly. But there, I don't know why. I just feel like the, the eating patterns are a little bit more spread apart. So I, I just think, get more in. <laughs> Ultimately the same amount at the end yeah, of the day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but we know the body doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> Spike the insulin. Hello, bigger waist size. Yeah. So, but yeah, looking forward to it a lot. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to do a last ditch jump on that, um, we did send it out on the uh, mailing list, but um, if you were to type in VUAI15 when booking Vocalize You... Um, and going as someone, you do get 15% off the price, um, uh, exclusive to listeners of The Naked Vocalist. Uh, so if you feel like you want to jump on in there, then that's maybe an incentive for you. And flights are actually Norwegian Airlines from the UK, 800 and something pounds, which is really good for this time of year. So, And if you're in the US, like most of our listeners, then whatevs. And if you don't want to go, then that's also fine. Yeah, you can stay and be miserable. <laughs> you know. Okay. Alright then. Yep. Miss you. The Naked Vocalist is proud to be sponsored by Vocalize You. Truly the best home study program for singers. Available for desktop computers, iPad, and iPhone. Download your copy from vocalizeyou.com now. Yeah.